0: culture and class in America live from Long Island's Gold Coast this is the Melissa I tell Duran show on breaking it down radio with co-host Frank McKay I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa I tell Duran show Frank McKay here so much more importantly Renaissance woman Melissa I tell Duran is our host each and every week and she's she's terrific as always and uh, you know what a lot going on in the world and it's always great to get someone who's smart to to chime in on that and somebody who's not overly uh, overly reactive but but will tell you what's on her mind and she's not biased and she's I don't know she's uh, she's terrific what a what an asset to have Melissa I tell Joran how are you
1: oh thank you Frank I'm fine thank you very much and, and uh, hello to everyone. And uh, you know, we're 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 talking on Juneteenth.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Which is, yes, which is now a federal holiday, and uh, a, a lot of people are probably home. Yeah, and, um, we'll probably listen to this later on. But um, many people are 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 off um, for the um, the uh, memorial of, of Juneteenth.
0: Yeah, and and you know what, uh, I, I I have to admit. And I'm saying this with the greatest respect, and you know we know it's a you know serious uh, holiday, and it's a federal holiday now. But uh, I didn't know it was a holiday today, and I was ready to go into a station that and I was racing to get there. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, it was important, uh, you know, for me to uh, to be in person, and I I didn't realize they pre-recorded today because it was a federal holiday, and oh. and shame on me for for not knowing that but uh it, it's is this the first official ju- uh, juneteenth is this the first official uh holiday that everything's been closed
1: um i it might be it's you know it's new you know it's, it's so it's easy to get you know to forget yep. we haven't been this isn't the same thing as um you know memorial day let's say or or Presidents Day, where you know it just seems forever. This is not. This hasn't been forever. This is this is relatively new, so it's easy to, you know, forget that it's now a federal holiday, and and um, you know even the even I think Wall Street is closed. Major corporations are closed. Schools, most schools are closed. I can't speak for private schools, but most schools are closed. As are other other service industries. So um, it's. An, it, I think it, we'll get used to it
0: yeah we will and I, I'll tell you there's a lot of a lot of politics going on and um, there there are a lot of people on both sides that would have liked to see uh, both leading candidates uh, President Biden and and former President Trump both in handcuffs on Juneteenth and uh, <laughs> and it, it, it hasn't happened neither of them have one have handcuffs but you know the the Republicans uh, some Republicans are are screaming about, uh, you know, uh, Trump being uh, indicted, and, and uh, a lot of people are screaming that uh, Larry uh, that uh, that uh, uh, Biden that uh, Joe Biden should be absolutely, absolutely handcuffed. And I guess over the Hunter stuff is that what we're uh, we're hearing? What's the what's the general feeling about Joe Biden uh, from from his enemies? What should he be indicted on?
1: Oh, definitely. All roads lead back, or lead to, or toward Hunter Biden. Obviously, um, the, the general influ- influencing pendling that they claim that Biden and Hunter and the, and probably most of the Biden family. I mean, we, we don't mention, uh, we we don't we forget or we don't realize that Biden has as other family members, including um, his brother. Uh, I, I think uh, some other members of the Biden family um, for whom uh, the name Biden has been. Very beneficial, and, and the and the Republicans mainly and the supporters of President Trump feel that Biden has uh, done the same thing or even worse. You know, he's taken uh, he's obfuscated documents when he was vice president, and he was you know working behind the scenes to uh, you know to make deals with um, uh, with you know with China and all these years, and of course the the Ukrainian energy company for which uh, to which. Uh, his son Hunter was appointed a commissioner or some other high post regardless of his inexperience and uh, lack of expertise in, in, in the regulatory, the energy regulatory. System. The problem is, um, where is the evidence of this? That's, that's the thing. I mean, I hear this on all the talk shows, all the right-wing talk shows go, stemming from, um, uh, uh, I'll give you an example on WABC. Um, uh the former advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump, um, who has been who, who was actually in Trump's corner, um, he claims that, that Biden's influence petting is, 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 is in plain sight. Is that Dershowitz? Not Dershowitz. No, Dershowitz is uh, uh, funny you mentioned Dershowitz. Dershowitz wants Trump to run. And I know that he's taken a lot of flack for that. Because yeah. He wants to have the ability to vote against Trump. And he feels that these charges are just a, a political um, a travesty. I mean, it's a, it's a judicial travesty. You just don't go after somebody, president, an ex-president like that. But on the other hand, uh, he doesn't believe that Biden is guilty of anything because he's known Biden for, I don't know, 40 years maybe. And Biden just doesn't seem like that kind of person. However, we don't, in the absence of, of proof of evidence. I mean, I don't know if we can actually say that.
0: Yeah, right. You know, it's uh it's kind of interesting as far as family members go. Uh you know, Jimmy Carter had Billy and Billy was like an embarrassment to the Carter family, right? Yes. What, what was his issue? He was always drunk and I don't know if he had gotten arrested.
1: <laughs> Billy Carter, yes.
0: Billy yes. Carter and then uh and then Clinton had Roger Clinton. And I don't know what he did, but he was—he wasn't, you know, really the the pride and joy of the the Clinton tribe, right, uh, Roger? Didn't yeah, he have? Yeah. Didn't he have issues too? Uh, yes,
1: he did. I, but I—I I don't know if he did any influence peddling. I mean, he might have. It's possible. I think eventually he became a country singer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, why not? You know? And yeah, right? Yeah. So, all right. So the the Democrats the last several the, the last three democratic president oh no obama he didn't have an embarrassing family member did no. he no he was
1: no because yeah no he didn't because he you know he may have had half siblings but I, I i don't think we ever heard about his half siblings
0: yeah i don't know anything about Obama's family members which is great and you know like I guess we shouldn't they're like umpires in baseball the only time you hear about the umpires or or the referees in football is when they do something egregious and you know you basically ignore them unless they make some terrible call and then it's there but as far as as far as the uh, the the presidents go uh, the Democrats you know a, a few of the Democratic presidents haven't had embarrassing um, siblings and and family members, and uh, Roger Clinton. I can't remember what he did, Roger Clinton. But he. Yeah, uh, no,
1: I can't either.
0: But he did something that people were, you know, the late no. night shows were getting on <laughs> uh, him about, right? And they were having a lot of fun with him. <laughs> Billy Carter right. was another one. I think Johnny Carson used to talk about Billy Carter uh, all the time. Uh, Reagan, well, uh, Patty Reagan criticized him, right? Um, the, the, the daughter. The yeah. daughter criticized him michael reagan i think was was openly gay was he
1: no uh, oh, no no michael reagan michael reagan
0: oh ron jr maybe
1: well ron, ron jr wasn't gay but um yeah for reagan this is a refresher course or for people who just don't know the, about reagan because some people you know were not aware of reagan he died about uh nine years ago No, i'm sorry 19 years ago wow uh, uh, that's been a while and some people don't remember him or they they haven't learned about him uh, he had he was an actor I guess a B-list actor uh, in the in the 30s and the 40s and yep. turned to politics I guess when the movie roles were drying up and he was married the first time to, to the uh, uh, the Academy Award winning actress Jane Wyman yep. who was uh, <laughs> she, she got rid of him divorced him because she she he just wasn't up to her he was disappointed he was a yeah. disappointed <laughs> husband and she felt she could do better and uh, he was single for a while and then he met and married Nancy Na- Nancy Davis
0: Davis right
1: yes who was a Hollywood uh, starlet she she didn't have a great career either she appeared on a couple of television shows but she you know she was in the, on the she was in the on the Hollywood scene and those two bonded and he had a second family. His first family with Jane Wyman was uh, his daughter Maureen, Maureen Reagan, who was pretty outspoken. Yeah. And had thoughts of running for the U.S. Senate, but was dissuaded by, I guess, the, the administration at that time not to do that. And uh, Michael Reagan.
0: Right. And There's Michael, where Michael
1: Right. Michael um Michael became a um, a right wing commentator. He's on a lot of he's, he's he's probably written books. He's on the radio here and there. I've heard him, I've seen him on Fox. I don't know if he's he appears on Fox or he's on Newsmax or whatever, but he's the one who pretty much defends his father's legacy. And whereas uh, Maureen Reagan passed away a number of years ago, uh, and then uh, Nancy Reagan died um, not too long ago, no. I think. Um, yeah, I think after the 2016 election, she passed away. And her children with Ron, Ron Reagan were um, Patty and Ron Jr., both of whom I think were on the opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, very liberal, uh, definitely not in, in sync with their parents, very critical of their parents. They, they lived in, in a, they had a Hollywood up a California Hollywood upbringing, and they went their ways. And, they, and uh, to this day, they, you know, they. I think they've come around to appreciate what their father did, his legacy, but they're not as conservative as
0: Ron Patrick Jr. Was. What?
1: Yeah, Ron Jr. and, and Patty. Yeah. Patty's, a, Patty's an author. Patty's, you know, widely written and quoted. And Ron was, I think he still has his radio show, show out in, in Washington State.
0: Yeah, see, that's interesting. Uh, and uh, everyone, if you're just uh, tuning in a little late or you're just turning on your computers in the middle of us, uh, you're listening to Melissa Tell jorn Go to com. Check out the documentaries or go to Melissa Vision on Roku and Amazon Fire. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell-Jorn is your host each and every week. Uh, you know, Melissa, um, one of the things that, uh, that hit me is, that uh, Nancy Davis was a uh, was was a uh, small time actress, kind of like Meghan Markle, right? Was she the Meghan Markle of her uh, of her time period, right? No, well,
1: not exactly. <laughs> it, not
0: even as uh, Meghan had a better career than Nancy.
1: The difference, is, you know, it's like comparing apples and oranges. I think she Meghan had a better, slightly better career. You know, it's a different time. Meghan was a suit taste girl on let's on um, uh, what is it? Called? Suits is it called um, suits, right? Well. No, that was the show. But she before she got into suits, she was a she was a suitcase girl on, on the show with them. Um, oh, oh, let's make a deal. Harry, yeah, or whatever it was it with Howie Mandel?
0: Oh, oh, um, uh, deal or no deal, or uh, right?
1: That was it. Yes, yeah. she was a suitcase girl. Nobody knew her, but that was her big break. Wow! And then, yeah, and then she she got in, she did commercials, she did other things, and then suits was her big thing. Um, Nancy Reagan did some movies, she was a starlet, and they didn't have these reality shows, these game shows, this type of stuff. Nancy Reagan would, would probably never have been a suitcase girl, just wouldn't have, uh, have suited her, her persona. Um, but um, she, Nancy Reagan only met Ron, Ronald Reagan because she got into trouble with the... She was, in, she was confused for someone else during the McCarthy era, and they accused her of being a communist and ronald reagan was the president of the screen actors guild and he came to her rescue and that's the rest was history
0: you know ronald reagan uh, found out his political skills by being the president of the screen actors guild and you know he um, you know i guess it he he did a from what everyone says he he made a great image for the screen actors guild he uh he he glad-handed and uh, and did all of the right things politically. I think he had a successful run as the Sweet Screen Actors Guild president. Did he not?
1: He was, and he was. You know, this is where he, this, you know, he discovered his, his his next calling, politics. And uh, in and, and and you know, unfortunately, it didn't help his his first marriage because Jane Wyman got fed up with him and decided she could do better. <laughs> she thought he was a windbag. You know, his acting <laughs> career was probably almost over. And she just couldn't stand it. She had her Academy Award, and uh, she, just she felt, you know, she wanted to move on. But Th- things took a turn for the better for, for Ronald Reagan, as we as we came to see.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, in my mind, you know, uh, Jane Wyman, boy, I, you know, she she had a chance to go down in history, and I guess she does because uh, because she was the ex of uh, of on, of Ronald Reagan. But uh, quite frankly, uh, if she was the I think she would have been happier. Well, I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know what she's like. But she yeah. would have went down in in history right. books if she was the first lady. That's for sure.
1: That's yeah, possibly. But I think she enjoyed her career more. And nobody knew it. That nobody could have envisioned Ronald Reagan, you know, becoming president thirty years later, thirty you know, thirty five years later. Nobody could have uh, because it, it, you know, Screen Actors Guild was a, you know a, a different. It was a different uh, um, a different route for him. But nobody could have imagined that he was going to go from there into you know, California politics and become the governor eventually, and and launch um, two two presidential campaigns. The second one, which would propel him to the White House, and then a, you know, a landslide election in 1980.
0: Yeah, and by the way, like I said, I I consider Reagan the greatest president I've ever lived under, and. And I know, you know, what they say, He, you know, it was the Bakers that were running it. Howard Baker, James Baker were running the show. Um, and that he was, you know, but in my mind, so he was delegating. That's what he was. That's what a president's supposed to do. But a lot of great things happened under yeah. Ronald Reagan. And, you know, I got to I got to give him all the credit in the world. Look, at it begins and ends at the top. Um, and, you know, you just never know who's going to have a successful presidency for example for example um someone who didn't have a successful presidency was and i think most uh historians agree was Uless- ulysses s grant and mm-hmm. you know we thought because he was a great general right he uh he he won the war i mean let's face it now they said he was a butcher uh lincoln's wife used to say you know he kills two of our men for for everyone that he kills of lee's or or of uh of the the confederates but nevertheless he knew we had the numbers and it was a war of attrition and um and, and he ended the war which is what we needed at that time so people figured okay he'll maybe he'll be a, a great uh you know great president and he wasn't there was a lot of scandals and i don't think he was the one you know cause I, I don't think he was benefiting in fact he was broke after um his presidency and he was reelected. Um right, so he did. he served eight years. But after that he was he was completely flat broke. And uh he I, I think he got uh tongue cancer or throat cancer. He smoked all the time. He smoked he drank and he and he smoked cigars. But as he was dying, Mark Twain came to his rescue and he offered to to publish his uh autobiography and he, he said to Grant, look, you know, uh, get this. And Grant, knowing that he was dying, wanted to leave his family with something. And when uh, before he died, he delivered that autobiography to Twain, and it made a ton of money. And it, it restored any wealth that, that he ever had, plus some. And he didn't get to enjoy it, but he left it for his, uh, for his children. I, I don't know if that's an old story, but that's, uh, uh, that's something that clearly—I um, I, I respect Grant but he was a, he was a terrible president. Are you there, Melissa? Oh. 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 I lost you. We lost Melissa for a second. Are you with us, Melissa? Got here. Here. Me? Gotcha, Got you here. Uh but yeah, I don't know how much of that you you ended up hearing, but I I was talking about Grant and, you know, I, I basically said, "Look, Grant wasn't a great president. We expected him to be and Reagan, I, I don't know that people expected him to be a great president, and, and he ended up really having a great legacy.
1: I, I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, you know, he was there for the fall of the Soviet Union. Now, uh, historians will question just how much of that was he responsible for since the Soviet Union was starting to go bankrupt, you know, in their pursuit of nuclear weapons superiority. But um, the, we had, a, uh, we had a, a very good economic time in America. Uh, during his presidency, and uh, I think um, we saw you know, a different, a different um, climate in, in Congress. You know, people in those days actually worked together. We didn't have this this divisiveness that we we're seeing right now.
0: No, you, you know, a lot of this look, people can point back uh, back to the Obama administration. Maybe. You know, and who knows? Maybe even some bigotry. Um, got it. And I wasn't an Obama fan. You know, like I never voted for Obama. You know, uh, and but you know, uh, I I think that maybe there's there's some underlying bigotry uh, there where where a lot of people were really angry that a black man was elected president. I thought that was the, you know, the best part of the uh, of the Obama administration was the fact that, that nobody could ever say that about us again, right? Nobody could ever say, oh, we're a bigoted country, uh, you know, they'd never elect a black man or a Jewish man or, you know, something like that. Um, and, and I think Obama changed that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he—I I can't point to anything that he did— I mean, Obamacare, and and Obamacare was overturned. I, it was a disaster, right? Almost from day one, Obamacare. Um, yeah. I don't know. I and mean, a wh- lot of
1: connectivity issues, you know, with the with getting it off the ground.
0: Yeah, but you, do you want to know something? Obama mm-hmm. is going to go down as a successful president because of breaking the the color barrier, so to speak. You know, the Jackie Robinson of the presidency. And, uh, you know, and I'm trying not to be disrespectful because I have a lot of respect for Obama. He didn't have uh, scandals and whatever. I don't see eye eye to eye with him by any means. I You know, I wouldn't vote for him. But I think he's got enough goodwill in the country that if he ran now, he'd win in a landslide. Uh, And and if uh, Michelle Obama uh, ran, I think she'd win in a landslide.
1: Possibly, but has she made her any her intentions known?
0: No, I don't think I don't think she wants it, right? I mean, but uh, you know, there's people out yeah. there with that would love to see that happen.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, she loves her life. I mean, let's face it, they've got this—I uh, don't know how big it is—but they've got this this big. This McMansion, this this big compound in in Martha's Vineyard, this impenetrable compound in Martha's Vineyard, and despite what Alan Dershowitz says, I think that you know people in the know, people on the A list would rather see them. I think they're the the ones they really want to have invitations
0: with. <laughs> yes, no, yeah, no doubt about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even though uh, Dershowitz once again, he was on, he was interviewed by Cindy Adams on her her radio show on here on WABC. He told her, well, I used to be, you know, I was the most popular person in Martha's Vineyard oh. before, the, before I helped defend Trump the first time. After that, nobody wanted to see me. I couldn't get din- dinner invitations. I was locked out of the library. I was locked out of here. I was locked out of there. And, and everybody always wanted to, to, to see me. Well, I kind of begged to differ, Mr. Dershowitz, <laughs> Professor Dershowitz. I think they wanted to see the Obamas first.
0: Yeah, I—, I... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty far down the line. Uh, in Dershowitz's mind, they were going to change it to Dershowitz Vineyards, and uh, yeah. and and then the people thought, yeah, right. Uh, but I I think. I think uh, before Alan Dershowitz, who I like personally, he's been on my show, and I think a couple of times he's been on my show, and he called in between that, and we had a you know off the record conversation. Uh, so I like Alan Dershowitz. I think he's a very intelligent guy. He's killing yeah. you know himself with this you know uh, blind defense of Trump. People are gonna people are gonna remember this more than anything. But. Um, <laughs> uh, I I think I think James Taylor and Carly Simon are above him on the Martha Vineyards list, right? And yeah. I think there's a Kennedy or two over there too, right? Aren't there? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, you know what? Um, he went to his, uh, oddly enough he he went to a dinner or some kind of function, and he was seated next to this was um right after he defended Trump. Uh, and he, he he found himself seated next to Caroline Kennedy, and she looked at him and she said, "If I had known you were going to be here, I would have canceled."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, which is a little extreme. I mean, look, you know, yeah, Dershowitz yeah. should have his opinion, just like the the Dems have their, you know, it, uh, right,
1: right. And and he is a proud, he says he's a proud liberal Democrat, I and mean, he he never voted for Trump. He voted for Biden, he voted for Hillary the, in in 2016. Uh, but he wants, the, he wants the ability, he still wants to have the right to vote against Trump, and that's why he's, def- he's been defending him all along. Now, of course, he had some things to say about this, this recent indictment. Um, you know, this is not a, you know, a, a, you know, a cut-and-dry case. This is not going to be a slam dunk for the, for the former president. It does have implications for him because he's, you know, he said things, he did things that really were not, you know, really out of whack. and and not appropriate and uh, you know in in his own inimitable way Trump kind of got himself into this
0: yeah no no question about that and again Melissa I tell dot com is a great place to check out the documentaries Frank McKay here with Melissa Um, I think that uh, that Trump and Dershowitz have this relationship and he has a real loyalty to him And uh, and I know he he gets away or he's trying to get away with the idea of, you know, I want him. I want to vote against him. That's why I want him to win. I want him to, you know, be there so I could vote against him. Now, he's if if it was one vote that was going to make him president or not make him president. Mm -hmm. Trust me, Alan Alan Dershowitz and whoever else he can get is voting for Trump. You know, he's he's clearly (laughs) on team Trump, but he's he's playing this other card where where he's he's trying to be the uh, uh you know the uh I don't know what that is the unbiased uh person he's the guy fighting for everyone's rights and everything else yeah I, I that doesn't hold water with me i don't i don't believe him for for one second but you know let him you know listen let him take that stance i mean it's not a um it's not killing anybody that stance uh, do you think uh, and we we've talked about it we've mentioned it and we've, you know, we've even analyzed it a bit. Uh, now there's a little more time between the last indictment, the last Trump indictment, and, and when we first heard about it. Uh, do you think any of it's taking effect yet in a negative way?
1: In a negative way, you know, the left are going, is going to say what it's going to say all along. Anyway, the polls haven't shown any deviation. Uh, you know that the, the people who want Trump are more emboldened than ever, but I think, I think realistically, um, as we see these trials coming to pass, I mean, he will have to, he will have to appear. Uh, it, it could, I think, it, it the reality will set in that that this guy can't possibly. It's just not a feasible thing to do to go with him. There's got to be someone else. Um, you know. He, he can't. He, it's a difficult situation if you have an ex-president involved in this. But some of the some of the items in the indictment are very serious, and um, I I would only think that you, it would be detract, a detraction. It would only um, uh, hurt rather than enable him to to win. I don't think he has a realistic chance. This could be a, 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 real, a real repeat of 2020.
0: Yeah, it it, it could be. And one of the things that uh that that stand out to me, and again i'm not I, I'm trying to be unbiased, you know I knew Trump and you know I haven't talked to him since two thousand January 7, 2014 uh, and you know so it's uh, you know I don't have anything you know personally against him. I, he called me a friend I called him, uh, called him a friend. Uh, I didn't want to work with him because I thought he was going to be very polarizing, and when he talked about the the issue, the Bertha issue. Uh, that's what I told him that's uh it, w- what I said to him that's why i don't want to get involved. I thought he was going to attract a lot of you know very bigoted people you know and um yeah. and I thought he was going to be very divisive and that there was gonna be yeah. uh, you know and and he was going to attract even skinheads or um or clansmen or oh, were gonna we were gonna like him because of this and I'm not calling him that, but I think that that uh that some racist and again, I'm, I am I want to be careful because people—and we're here talking on June uh, 10th, and I want to be respectful of, of all sides there. And I don't want to be the one, you know, screaming racism or whatever. I, I don't understand why when Charlottesville happened that he— um, uh, he, he had to say or he felt compelled to say there's good people on both sides yeah. couldn't he say yeah. those guys are skinheads and they're sleazebags and they're Nazis and they're Jew-hating and they're black-hating and they're Hispanic-hating people and they're disgraceful couldn't he have said that?
1: yeah, I agree unfortunately his his uh, Make America Great movement attracts those very people that's the, that's the makeup of the base they, 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 he knows that his when he in, in the first campaign he he realized his campaign staff realized that those are the people who gravitate toward him, you know this this um, uh, far right um, extremist um, xenophobic. Yeah, and, and they're they're usually they're uh, they're out they're spread out in America. They're not from the really from the Northeast, and they have these very xenophobic. Um, Stringent views about who's American and who's not And yeah, you're going to get a lot of these neo-Nazis And other un- undesirable characters thrown into the mix
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, that I think the Republican Party misses And, and I, can, I can relate with a lot of things in the Republican Party I'm an independent, but I respect a lot of, of what the Republican Party has to say And some of the things that the Democrats have to say It's this extreme left that I I just I, I see it destroying the state of New York, and you know Hochul the the governor uh, cows to it, and the AOCs, and then there's bigots on that side, uh, right. you know the uh, the squad. So you call them the gang of four, but the gang of four plus two now, you know I mean they're bigots, uh, and just like the right wing people are, they're anti-Semites, and uh, you can say what you want about Talib and uh, and Omar. They're anti-Semites. I mean, they're they're yeah. disgraceful people, and uh, yeah. I think they're disgraceful. And I think the the bigots, the skinheads, and the, the Charlottesville or whatever Charlottesville um, bigots that uh, that he didn't call out. I think those guys are bigots. Uh, it, you know, it's this is what we need to this is what we need to get away from. And I said it. You know, listen, uh, I said it to Donald Trump. I said it to him on on January seventh, and there was a witness there and i uh, i said that's why i wouldn't get involved Is cause i think it's going to be very polarized i said it could very well be successful i just have four kids and i don't want them to think you know like and i said it's the birth issue i just can't get involved with like that and he took it well i mean he's usually yeah.
1: what did, what did he say exactly? he
0: said um... uh... I, I said look uh... you know you keep talking about you keep talking about impeachment because of uh... You know, because he was uh, because of a technicality and both him and this guy, Steve Schlesinger, that was in the background. He's a Democratic lawyer. They said, technicality, technical, you know, like that. And I said, yep, technicality. Nobody gives a damn where the president of the United States was born. I, I, and, and then I said something which was probably politically incorrect. I said, I, you know, I don't care if there's a, uh, uh, you know, somebody holding up baby Obama. Um, like the Lion King in front of a sign that says, welcome to Kenya uh, with a fresh umbilical cord and a DNA test next to him. It doesn't, nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. He grew up in, in Hawaii. He grew up in whatever. And if you try to remove a twice elected landslide elected president, you're going to have a revolution on your hands. And he quietly said, he said, oh, because of the, the the black, black people. And I said, no, I, I said, everybody. I, I said, even when Monica Lewinsky, when they tried to take Clinton out of office for his his dalliances, his uh, picadillos with this young intern, which was disgraceful. I mean, let's say that was terrible in the Oval Office, everything that he did. Uh, I said, but well, I'm I'm saying that now. I didn't say that to Trump. I said on the uh, Monica Lewinsky thing, um, I said the uh, people turned on on the republicans at that point and it didn't help them and he went on to win i said uh, o- obama has won you know president obama has won two landslides you're going to try to remove him now and and then i said and i i think this is like a moment in history here you know that that uh that is i'm gonna put it somewhere and i'll put it here for the i think for the first time but i said um i said it's ambiguous like even in the uh, in the constitution uh, taking a president out, even if you impeach a president, it's uh, it's not clear-cut how you could remove him. I said, what do you have, the uh, the D.C. police come in and arrest him, or uh, or the FBI, what if he pardons himself? And he says, get out of here. He said, get the F out of here. You could remove uh, a a president. And Schlesinger, he has his droney voice, he says, uh, Donald, uh, the chairman, you know, is the chairman of the chairman is 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 correct it it is it's unclear it's ambiguous uh and and i said it's a constitutional he said yes i agree with the chairman uh it's a constitutional crisis uh there is no necessary way of how to remove and he was like, "You're telling yeah,
1: me?" Spoke like that? Yeah,
0: that's how Schlesinger oh talks. My God. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, like this. That's it's, actually I, I've said done it to people who know him, and they say yeah, it's a pretty good imitation. And we haven't always been on the same side, <laughs> Schlesinger. <laughs> He's a Democrat from Nassau, and he was representing Trump on his Jones Beach, Jones Beach oh. process. I was surprised. He he mentioned to me, he said, Donald wants to talk to you about you know, uh, maybe running uh, running some campaign aspects of the campaign or running the campaign or something like that. And then Rona Graff, who is his right hand, I mean, she's she's wonderful, actually. I, I've always respected Rona Graff. And, and she's, you know, people call her the secretary or whatever. She's much more than that. She's, you know, personal assistant or whatever she was. But uh, I saw um, men cow to her, uh, senior vice presidents of Trump Industries, cow to Rona Graff. She's, you know, t- she's, you know, serious, serious person. But she called me and I, I always saved the message. Um, and uh, and she said, uh, uh, chairman or Frank, uh, she said, Mr. Trump would love to talk to you if you have an opportunity. Can you? Involve? And that was on January 7th. And we talked later that day. And that's when this whole conversation went. And that was the, the reason I th- say it's 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 historic is because um, that was the first time that. Anybody ever said to him that uh, that that it's difficult to remove a president after impeachment? And I said, I, I'm pretty sure I said this, I mean, all this other stuff I, I, I know for sure, but I'm pretty sure I brought up Barry Goldwater, and I said, do you know if, and again, it, it, the three of us were being very, you know, like we were cursing. <laughs> you know, whenever I talked to Trump, we'd be cursing and different things, and he he curses more than anyone. Um, but yeah. the three of us yeah, were cu- I can imagine. Yeah, the three of us <laughs> were being very, very, you know, like uh, non politically correct, so to speak, yeah. and uh-huh. you know, not I, I shouldn't say offensive, but you know, language was a little harsh. And and I said, look, if if Barry Goldwater tapped Richard Nixon on on the shoulder, Donald. And instead of saying, uh, saying okay, Nixon said, F you, Barry, you know, like, whatever, you know, and, and we're, you know, we're talking, like, c- cursing, or whatever, F you, Barry, I'm not going. There's no way to get him out. He didn't have to leave. He left for, like, the good of the country or whatever. I, I said, uh, it's it's a constitutional crisis. And that's, I think that's when uh, Schlesinger said, Donald, the chairman's right, you know, you know whatever. And, um, <laughs> you yeah, and. Uh, and, and he's like, really? He said, you got to be effing kidding me. you got to be effing kidding me. You, You can impeach a president and he doesn't have to leave? And that's that's what he's saying. He's exactly oh, saying those words.
1: He said, oh boy. Yeah,
0: so he put the thought in his <laughs> <Very> mind.
1: <telling. laughs> crazy,
0: crazy. But uh, anyway, so, but he handled it very well. I mean, there's been times where I disagreed with him. Like when I told him, uh-huh. Rudy Giuliani's not going to be president of the United States. And he was like, he was like, you don't, you know, at one time he said, I, you know what, I'm embarrassed. He said, I, I, the other day I talked to him about you for 15 minutes, and, and I told people you were brilliant. I, I did. I told people you were a genius. Uh, you know, you sound so effing dumb right now. That's what he said to me. You sound so, he said that to me twice. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, uh, he said, no, 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 no. You sound so effing clueless. He said, you don't think Julia, uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani is the next president of the United States? And I said, you know, I, I said, no effing way, Donald. No effing way. He's not gonna, he's, he's not gonna get out of any of the primaries. I, I said he's pro-choice. He said, then what choice? Uh, what uh, what chance do I have? And I said, none. That's why I think you should run as a as an independent. Or and uh, and I don't know when I said this to him, but I said it at least twice. I said, or you look in the in the camera and you say, I've found religion, and uh, under no circumstance can uh, should anyone take. Uh, the life of an unborn baby. And he said, I'm all over. Wow, I'm really giving up a lot here. But uh, uh, he said, I'm all over Oprah. He said, I said it on effing Oprah Winfrey. Frank, I didn't say it on some stupid you know, show or, or some uh, show nobody watched. I said it on effing Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. I'm pro-choice. And I said, yeah, well, that's why I think you should run as an independent. But if, if you think you're going to get the Republican nomination without being pro-life, I, you're you're out of your mind Donald you're out of your mind They're never gonna let you ha- let you do it Donald you're looking I said it to him right in front of people too. Rona was there at uh, at one point in Trump Tower and he he turned to me again and this is after me explaining at least twice what you might, the same thing and I said Donald I said it to you before you, you run as a Republican but you look at that camera and, and I'm pointing to no camera but I'm just pointing and I said uh, uh, you know I've I made a mistake and I found religion, and under no circumstance can you take the life of an unborn child. And he rolled his eyes and he said something, you know, whatever. Uh, and you know, I don't know if, if he mentioned Oprah Winfrey again, but apparently they somebody asked him on Oprah Winfrey or something like that, and uh-huh. and he said, yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on all that, but this kind no, that's kind of little
1: fascinating. So this it, is this all happened before
0: 2015. Yeah, this was this is 2014, uh, uh-huh. and. And well, actually, the those conversations were 2010, I think, or oh, uh, you know, or something like that. And yeah. um, but 2014 was the one about impeachment. That was the first time we were talking about impeachment, and and that's when I turned him down. I don't know what role he wanted me to take. Maybe Lewandowski, like what he would have been. Bannon was already running the show, and I'm sure he would have had no interest in me uh, being around because he was he was he
1: wanted you to. He wanted you to be the campaign
0: manager? Well, he, he, what he said, the first words out of his mouth is, uh, is you know, I'd like you, and, and he wasn't specific. He said, I'd like you to uh, take a lead role in what I'm doing uh, right now. And um, uh, you're welcome, you know, like to, um, you, you know, you're welcome to, uh, to come in right now. And, and we could use your talents and we could use your brain power. But I'd like you to uh, take a lead role and and what i'm doing right now and i said uh, i i said donald i love you you you're a friend I've, I've got a i've got a lot of uh respect for you you know that and and i've always said you you uh if you run you're going to be president of the united states no question but you're going down a, a right wing republican uh road right now and it might be the way to do it. it and i've told you my thoughts on that in the past but there's no role for me there i'm an independent and uh, what concerns me most of all is the birthday issue, and you're, you're hitting that birthday issue hard, and it's polarizing. And I, I just think, and I'm not saying you. I know you're not, because we we talked about that too. And he was like Russell mm-hmm. Simmons was one of his best friends, and I don't know if he said Herschel Walker at that point, but he named you know some some uh, you know African Americans, and and I don't believe that Trump is a bigot, you know per se, you know he he's using bigots, you know to to stoke the fire. I mean that's for sure, mm-hmm. but. Quite frankly, um, uh, I don't think he, you know, I, I don't think he cares what color, as long as, as long as you're kissing his ass, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't care what color, what color you are or what it is, right. you know. Long,
1: right, right. As long as you kiss the, the floor, you know. Yeah. Upon which you want. Right. You and
0: know. I should listen. I'll, I'll yield to you. Any thoughts you have, have on this? But uh, it, we, you know, we started out with Biden and 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 Trump, and and I guess uh, it, we're kind of ending on. On all of uh, all of what we're saying there, what's your take on on what we were uh, what we were just talking about there, and all the things that that I all the uh, interactions I had with the future president at the time, the future president Trump?
1: Um, uh, it's it's so prophetic, and um, I, 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 if you ever want to write a book, you know, make sure you get a good deal, you get a good advance. <laughs> Because I think you've got you've, – you, you, you could really write the whole story. I mean, yeah. this explains everything, all of his, his actions, almost all of his actions, I think. And, uh, of course, the only thing is he might come back and say, oh, that's all nonsense, and he might want to try to – I don't know what he'll do. But it's, it, this is so um, – it's so telling, and, and it's fac- it would be a fascinating read, but it explains a lot. It really does. Uh, and I really wonder, you know, did he, how much of this is, did he do, you know, for for other people? I think it, this was all his ego. Although, to be quite um, honest about it, um, if anyone who runs for president has to have a big ego. I mean, it, it's no what doubt. It's about. You're not, yeah, yeah. You're not doing it for because you're you are you are entirely selfless. You're doing it because you want you want something out of it. That's why you're doing it, even if you have no shot in, in hell. You, you, you want you want to be go down as a presidential nominee maybe a consideration for a vp or some cabinet position you know you're doing this because i mean who puts himself out it's, it's such a grueling um um it's an insane um regiment you know going uh, you know, you can't start you have to start two years beforehand i mean it's it's unbelievable. I, I, I mean, um, yeah, everybody wanted to say, "Oh, I could be president." I, sure, I'd love to have the power too. The only thing is, do I have the stamina for that? And uh, how am I going to take? Um, you know, uh, is my ego up to being bruised?
0: Yeah, and and quite frankly, I don't know if if Trump would have listened to me that he would have made it to the presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bannon pulled them to the right. He pulled them into the mm-hmm. Republican primaries, and right. And it worked. He became president of the, of the United States. Knowing what I know now, I still wouldn't have. I mean, he, you know, made overtures to Joe Bruno to, you know, for me to meet um, with Bannon, who was working out of the White House. And that was uh, uh, right after election. That was in uh, um, 2016 of, uh, Thanksgiving. The day, You know, like right at the weekend after Thanksgiving, I think, mm-hmm. Joe Bruno met him at Mar-a-Lago. And, and he said, um, he, he said, do you think Frank would... Uh, uh, would meet with Bannon, you know, Bannon's going to be working out of the White House. And uh, Joe Bruno says, yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure he would, you know, and I'd gladly come with him and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, meet with Bannon and whatever. And then Trump went crazy uh, on the FBI, started ripping the FBI to shreds. And I don't think I'm telling tales out of school because I think Trump does that anyway. Uh, and, the, you know, and the reason he was doing that was Joe Bruno was indicted, and convicted actually and then justice scalia clarified honest services and after he clarified it uh... joe bruno was uh... was uh... guilty of no crimes and they couldn't charge him mm-hmm. um, or they couldn't you know sentence him and they had to give him the two and a half million dollars back that he spent on legal fees and Trump said, so they gotta give you your two million back and, and I think Bruno said to him, Two and a half and he was like, Good, F them. They're mother effers, you know. He said, he, those pieces of S and blah 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 and he mm-hmm. and he went off on uh you know to Bruno in support and he was like mm-hmm. he was like, Way to go, Joe, you them, you know, you you know, way to go. And he was all excited. And then when he was done with that, he said, So you think uh, this is the last time, uh, as far as I know, that he ever mentioned my name. He said, do you um, uh, do you think Frank would work with Bannon? And Bruno said, and this is the late great Joe Bruno. He says, oh, oh I didn't say that. I, I, You asked before if he'd meet with him. I, I, I'm sure he would meet with him just for the story of it and, and whatever. But I don't know. I, he, you got to talk to Frank. This is what Bruno told me afterwards. And I said, yeah, well, sure. I'd, I'd meet with him for sure. Um, yeah, it'd be great. And he said uh it, it would be the week of february um twenty fourth or something like that uh and that would have been two thousand and seventeen that i'd uh i'd uh meet with him and I was in Africa right before that um mm-hmm. it, you know I did mm-hmm. a trip to africa
1: yeah. I, yes i remember
0: yeah mm-hmm. and um and then I, I never heard you know and and bruto never heard and i didn't want i didn't want to push it because i and by the way, I don't think bannon would have any would want anything to do with me and um
1: you don't know, I know no, well, we know what happened to Bannon anyway, yeah,
0: but right, but he yeah. listen, he elected a president, I mean, without Bannon, I don't know that Trump becomes president, right
1: it's it's a very good, it's a very good thing, yeah, it's yeah. probably true, I mean, I don't know what what's gonna be now with all these you know with this this whole legal mess stacked against him.
0: Yeah, yeah and, right. I mean, look, yeah.
1: Every other week, there's another, you know, another indictment. I, I just don't know. I, most people would say, "Okay, I got to drop, drop out of my, whatever race I'm running." Yeah, he's not, and his base is more emboldened than ever.
0: Yeah, they like a fight, and and again, let me, you know, and I, I'm just going to say for the record, I've got a great deal of, and and in case he's listening to this, you know, somebody might pass it along to him. Who knows? Uh, but. I have a great deal of respect for President Trump. He is polarizing, though. Anybody who who disagrees with that, he's polarizing, and I think I nailed it on on the head. I didn't know exactly how this would go. Uh, by the way, I ended up having uh, eighty-two giving away eighty-two tickets to the inauguration. I think you went, right? Oh no, you could no, have gone. I was supposed to go. I you was had supposed a ticket, to go right? On. I couldn't make it. Right, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I I ended up getting eighty-two tickets and. Um, and then also President Trump, uh, you know, uh, appointed. Well, uh, that's a whole other story. I don't want to tell tales out of school there, but appointed uh, to a high level, somebody that I had a lot of respect for, and and was was helping out. So I was thrilled with that. It took a couple years, but uh, but he did it. So uh, anyway, I, I I've got a great deal of respect for 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 Trump, but but. Uh, what uh he he's polarizing and and uh and he had everybody at each other's throats and quite frankly i wouldn't have changed the thing i wouldn't have worked with him even especially knowing what I know now because i i mean we that 's the closest we've come to civil war and and i don't want to be dramatic but it, the feeling was uh closer uh, closest we've ever come to civil war since the sixties and uh in, we were at each other's throats, and I think that his rhetoric and his supporters, and him yielding to the, the super right, uh, is a big reason why uh, we were close to civil war. Uh, final thought: What your your thought on that? I mean, I again, I'm not ripping him, but I think I'm being very honest in saying that he is a very polarizing character, and I wouldn't be broken hearted if DeSantis, uh, you know, beat him out in the, in the in yeah. the primary. Mm-hmm.
1: No, you're absolutely right, and I think you, you were on to something about about President Trump. You really were. Uh, you you uh, respectfully stepped a, away from this, and, and not having gone through the meeting with, with Bannon, it didn't, it didn't materialize. Well, you know what? Maybe it was a good thing it didn't, because we know what happened to Steve Bannon along the way and the reputation that followed, and uh, it's just a can of worms. And I think you, you had very good instincts about where this was going. And I think, you know, for the, the good of the party, I think they, uh, the party should really seriously reconsider uh, its objectives because uh, this is, no, I don't know where this is going to end up, but um, they need to define a different candidate. They need to back, if they want to go with DeSantis, he's the only one who has, uh, his, who, who has a shot. Uh, the others you know you know more the merrier you know and enjoy your run going you know, going from state to state going to iowa you know enjoy the experience but it, it's not going to happen for you it doesn't happen for everybody i think um this could be a, a real repeat of 2020 if biden continues uh he um, biden could come out victorious again so if they want to re- avoid that repeat maybe they should um think about their objectives and and, and redirect their objectives
0: no doubt about it uh, Melissa as always we thank everyone for tuning in each and every week
1: yes we do we do and and uh, you know these are very turbulent times so you know, uh, you know we, we seem to be on the outside looking in but we've got to take care of ourselves we have to take care of each other
0: no doubt about it Uh, Melissa Itel joran thank you. And to everyone, check out MelissaItellJoran.com. Thank you for tuning in each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on the Melissa Itel joran Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itel Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.